23 episodes in, we're finally getting our shit together. <laughs> 23? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah bitch. <laughs> Good. 23. Wow, that is so awesome. And we have all these listeners now, too. We do? Yeah. No fucking way. Yeah, it, it's okay. a thing. It's becoming a thing. <laughs> it's so exciting. And also terrifying, because yeah. then you remind me that people are actually listening to this, and like, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> but I love it, but I don't like it. But I love it. <laughs> I don't like, okay, why are we doing a podcast if you don't want people to listen to you? <laughs> I'm paradoxical, Heather. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, am, I contain multitudes. I am a complicated creature. You are, jeez. Fuck. So before we get into the business of this episode, uh, we do have uh, something from the Department of Corrections from last episode. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, we, we, this was, a, this was a joint failure between the two of us. We forgot to address the voice actor for Little Toto 360. I am Toto 360, techno service droid. Uh-huh. Because I didn't cover Toto at all because Toto was a droid and I know about you and droids and I knew you were going to cover him. So I didn't even look at who the voice actor was. And then you didn't look because I usually look and like, we both failed Seth Green on this one. Is that who the voice actor is? It's Seth Green! Yes! (laughs) Uh, For the record, ladies and gentlemen, Stephanie is responsible. I just very magnanimously shared the blame with you, and you're throwing me under the bus. Uh, yeah, Heather. Oh, I know. I see how this goes. No, let that's me, cool. Let me that's let me cool. explain to you how to be successful. You don't do it by being a good person. You, you, you do it by stepping on other people and making your way up to the top. You know, making so. your way. All right, fine. Fine, fine. fine. <laughs> you're like that's reasonable logic <laughs> yeah no i can't actually argue with that um, this just extra double super confirms for me that you are in fact a sith lord but we wow. go on so yeah that was seth green seth green was the voice of toto 360 that's why he was so fucking lovable and cute yeah he was just adorable the, oh my god i have been in love with him since buffy you know he's like five foot one i don't care i think that's adorable he's like a regular hot guy a little too far from the camera mm-hmm <laughs> I got uh, uh, at South by Interactive many, many years ago. I think he was, they were doing like a robot chicken thing uh, mm-hmm. as one of the exhibits. And I was walking through the show floor and there's a big commotion. And he, Vin Diesel, and a bunch of other people <gasps> I didn't recognize were playing D&D together. Oh. And I just fell in love with Seth Green so hard. Yeah, Vin Diesel's a huge D&D nerd. Huge D&D nerd. Like, physically and metaphorically. Just him and uh, Joe Menanja hard to say. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and it's become such a big... I mean, it's so big now. All the mm-hmm. cele- It's like the thing to do for celebrities. It's like, yeah, we... Or at least the responsible ones. Yeah, we're not going to house parties or mm-hmm. galas or benefits or anything like that. So we just sit with our friends and spend all our money in D&D. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I, for one, encourage it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's good times. Anyway, so, um, hey, we should talk about 
shit we should intro the show you want to intro a show yeah yeah me running okay hi everybody (laughs) welcome back to dark side divas the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about star wars my name is stephanie i'm the woman half of the show and um you know clever intro here you did that for like the last two episodes. Yeah, well, fuck yourself. I can't think of anything. <laughs> I would if I could. Okay. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Chris. I'm that gay man. And Steph, when I want to find out what a farmer is up to, I check their barn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. Mm. Oh, yeah. Out in the barn. What? What? Okay, anyway, um, what we're doing on this show is uh, we are watching the entire Star Wars visual media library in chronological order, which mm-hmm. in the course in the course of uh, events has led us now in Clone Wars to season two, episode 17, because again, chronological order. This is according to StarWars.com. I'm not flying by the seat of my pants here. This is literally after episodes one, two, three, it jumps to 17. So I don't know why they did that. I really don't. I don't understand. Let's just let's just watch through and see if it starts to make sense. We'll see. It doesn't doesn't. make any sense whatsoever. (laughs) So, season two, episode seventeen, Bounty Hunters. And at the right at the top of the show, before we even get to the fortune cookie, there's a title card that says "In Memory of Akira Kurosawa." Oh, have you ever seen his movies? Yeah. Of course. Uh, and even if you haven't seen, even if you haven't seen a Kurosawa movie, you've seen a Kurosawa movie because they're so, they're so iconic that mm-hmm. they are lovingly homaged all over the place. Mm-hmm. This episode in particular is a tribute to the 1954 Kurosawa film Seven Samurai. And you've seen this, if you can hear the sound of my voice, you have seen this plot played out many times. A million small, times, yeah. yeah. Small town in trouble hires samurai or gunslingers or bounty hunters, whatever, to save them from the bandits that are menacing them. Uh, other homages include the classic film The Magnificent Seven, mm-hmm. the equally classic film Three Amigos. Wherever there is injustice, you will find us. Wherever there is suffering, we'll be there. Line. Wherever liberty is threatened, you will. F- Wherever liberty is threatened, you will find. The Three Amigos! Uh, Sure. I'm sure sure for many people that movie is great. It is, and I will hear no argument otherwise. I I like it, but it's so... Yeah, anyway. Anyway. uh, Also, uh, A Bug's Life. Your Majesty, ladies and gentlemen... Boys and girls of all ages, our troop here guarantees a performance like no other. Why, when your grasshopper friends get here, we are gonna knock them dead! Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And... Mandalorian Season 1, Chapter 4, Sanctuary. Yeah. Which... Oh my god! So while I was researching this... 
on the interwebs, I found multiple comments of people criticizing this episode for being a ripoff of The Mandalorian. You're fucking joking, right? And I wanted to pluck my eyeballs out of my head. Are you fucking kidding me with this? Okay, so this is story story time. Oh, good. <laughs> yes, defuse my rage with a story. Go. Oh, this is going to... No, this is not diffusing shit. <laughs> Fan the flames of my rage with Fan a story. Fan the flames. <laughs> uh, yeah, Stephanie and I were in college together. <laughs> and we had to... For some fucking reason, we had to go see Taming of the Shrew. For some uh, fucking reason, sweetheart, we were in theater. Yeah, I still... We we had to, like, write a fucking paper on it, and the, our friends were in the show. So, yeah, we had to go see it. Yeah, I stand by my statement. Anyway, uh, we had to... <laughs> we had to... We were sitting down, and next uh, nearby, some girl says, Oh, my God, I, this is totally based on that movie, Ten Things I Hate About You, which had just come out. Yeah, and... Um, why did you have to add that it had just come out? Because now you've aged us. Yeah. 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 Thanks. I might cut that out of the show. God damn it. No, uh, we're, we're, that, that shit we're keeping because we need yeah. to, we, we, we really need to reinforce the notion that most human beings are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. We're keeping the, the mistake on this bitch's part because yeah, fucking, fucking. Oh. Yeah. So No. This episode of Clone Wars did not rip off The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian uh, episode aired in 2019. This episode of Clone Wars aired in 2010. And both of them are ripping off a movie that was made in 1954. So all of you on the internets that say this shit may kindly go fuck yourselves. You are mm-hmm. wrong on so many levels. And I wish that your feet would itch for the rest of your life incurably. Yeah. There. <laughs> also, also George Lucas does cite Akira Kurosawa yeah. as one of his key influences. So hmm. he was a huge fan, and Filoni is carrying that through with a lot of samurai themes with the Jedi in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, like oh, oh my god, you uncultured swine! I hate the internet, but I love the internet, <laughs> but I hate the internet. So anyway, that is why there is a in memory of Kurosawa at the beginning of this episode. Right after that, the Jedi fortune cookie says, Courage makes heroes, but trust builds friendship. Yeah, whatever, Obi-Wan. Okay, anyway. (laughs) Do you have the announcer bit? I do. Okay. The death toll rises as the battles intensify and threaten a growing number of Republic worlds. Planets are left to survive on their own. While the Jedi struggle to fight a war on many fronts, a series of medical stations have been established as a lifeline for those in need. But the facilities are easy prey for separatist attacks. After losing contact with the medical station orbiting Fallujah, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker, and Ahsoka Tano are set to investigate. Ba-ba-ba-bum. So yeah, we're back at Fallujah. Again. Yeah. We go to Fallujah a lot in the early parts of Clone Wars, don't we? Well, yeah, and I did a little research on Fallujah, and the reason why uh, we hit Fallujah a lot is because uh, it's an outer rim planet that just happens to be right on the Perlemian trade route. And uh, is the headquarters for the Commerce Guild. So it gets a lot of traffic. Yeah, okay. It's also very pretty. It's gorgeous, <laughs> it's right? Gorgeous. It's a jungle planet. It's covered in, in lots of jungle and these crazy huge flowers that kind of glow. Mm-hmm. And again, the, like the scenery and lighting uh, this season has really improved. Um, 
Also, apparently, Felucia, home to purple rancors. <laughs> purple rain. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, wait, one more time? <laughs> no, no, no. Purple rancor, purple rancor. <laughs> they were so, they were totes adorbs, except for the fact that I they mean, could crush me with their hand, but that's fine. There were three Jedi watching them walk by, and they held very still in case their vision was based on movement. Like, they didn't want anything <laughs> to do with, with rancors <laughs> or just wandering around. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, Felucia's, uh, it's a popular planet. So, I had, I had all kinds of awkwardness going into this, this episode because. One, we're do- we're doing just one episode. We haven't done that in weeks. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I getting to pay attention just to one episode. I was like, oh, but is there anything else? What do I do? Uh, <laughs> two, after we did our last Hondo episode, which was the first Hondo <laughs> episode, right? I I did like back then. I went ahead and watched all of the Hondo episodes in Clone oh my Wars. God. Yeah. <laughs> so when I started watching this one, I forgot again. I always forget that Hondo's in this one. Well, and, that's good because then your your stoner brain is setting you up for a pleasant surprise every time uh, it pops up. My stoner brain, how dare you? Um, <laughs> Where's the lie? Anyway, so cool. <laughs> so uh, with uh, so I totally forgot that Hondo was in the episode, right? And Me also too. because I had just recently watched this episode, I was like, "Am I watching the wrong one? Should I call Stephanie and confirm?" But Never if I call, call me, text me, or text her. But Never if I reach out to her and I'm <laughs> like being stupid, she's going to call me out on it, and it's going to cause yeah. the whole thing with my day, and I'm going to start crying. Anyway, <laughs> it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. I lost the ability to make you cry so long ago. So long ago. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and there's a big callus on your heart with my name carved in it. Come oh on yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Scar tissue. So, we have come to Felucia. And uh, they, they're they looking for this medical station, which did you notice during that announcer bit? A lot of that footage was from, like, early on, like, during the Malevolence arc. Yeah, uh, the previous episodes. Uh, yeah, I, and they, they do that a lot when they, like, they, they always take from other episodes when they do the announcer bit on, mm-hmm. on many of these, unless it's a very special episode. Sometimes they take from episodes that haven't even aired yet. Right. You know, so that's kind of cool. Other times they kind of get ghetto and they show off some of the older episodes. I really don't like it when they show off the older episodes, though, because it does remind me that, hey, at one point, this show had crappy animation. <laughs> right. Like, you could at least, like, give it a pass with a filter or something. Because it was, um, they're talking about the medical station. Well, apparently, the only animations they had for a medical station was from season one during the Malevolence arc, mm-hmm. when Gre- Greedo? Greedo? Not <laughs> Greedo. Greedo. Not Greedo. <laughs> Different dude. Grievous. Lord. What's up, Brain? How you doing? Um... Grievous was going to go blow up the medical station um, near Kamido. I don't fucking know where it was. Yeah. So it's interesting that Separatists are still blowing up medical stations, apparently. Yeah, because that medical station is gone. Uh uh, yes. Yeah, so, well, let's 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 start off with uh, let's start off with Anakin, Obi Wan, and Ahsoka Tano in the ship together. Right. What ship is that, by the way? You know, it I showed up in the last episode too, and I didn't bother doing any research on it. Yeah, I I actually was had spent an hour looking for the name of it, and just because they don't mention it in any of the notes for this episode, I couldn't find it. But so I I didn't get a chance to look look it up. I'm well, I was looking it up, I just couldn't easily find it. It's it, like half a pizza cutter. 
it half of going me. through space <laughs> that moves. It yeah. also shows up multiple times. Like mm-hmm. in fact, it shows up uh, in the last four episodes of Clone Wars. That's the ship that um, Ahsoka flies in with Death Watch. When, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, I got spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, because eventually Death Watch uh, has to work with Ahsoka. You're just going to keep digging into that. Would you yeah, come back to this episode? Okay, people have watched fucking Clone Wars if they've <laughs> listened to the show. Okay? Maybe they haven't. Maybe okay. this is their virgin experience with Clone Wars, and we are guiding them through that. Ew, Maybe gross. you should. <laughs> I am not. I am not busting anyone. Anyone's <laughs> Star not Wars cherry popper. <laughs> Chris is not a not a willing cherry popper, folks. No, I like it experienced. Not too oh, experienced. Okay. I don't want it to be like a hot dog down a wind tunnel. But yo, yeah. All right, raining it back in, raining it back in. What when is this we fucking ship? We don't in? know. I'm we... trying. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> Okay, so anyway, yeah, so Anakin, Obi, and Osoka are in their ship, and, right. you know, they're all like, oh my god, there's like no medical station here, and instead, there is a vulture droid deployer, which is yes. so fucking Yes, I hadn't seen cool. one of those before. Yeah, and you know, I, uh, again, this is the other thing that took up all my time, does this thing show up again in Clone Wars? Uh, it Apparently it does, but I couldn't find any... Um, specific episodes where it does hmm. but it does make uh, several uh appearances in comics that had come out around this time uh apparently <laughs> when the separatists like to fuck with planets and blow things up they can just dump one of these deployment stations yeah in the middle of nowhere and leave and that's it's mean and it's kind of brilliant because it's like a landmine for space full of fighter pilots and it's not like i mean they're robots all they're mm-hmm. gonna do is sit there and wait until they get triggered Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was it was brilliant and effective in this particular case. Yeah, the other thing that is interesting, I was reading about these uh, these stations is you know when droids are usually out and about doing their thing, they don't get any of the upgrades and any right. of the tactical updates and stuff like that. Vulture droid vulture droids that are hooked into these things get all the updates. So oh, they're on the they're on the network. Yeah, they're on the, the net. They're on the internet, so they basically okay. are updated with the latest. Uh, technical knowledge they need so when say a jedi comes out of hyperspace and approaches the planet they'll mm-hmm. have a much easier time dealing with that because they have all the information on how anakin skywalker likes to fly that's so rude i love I it i know i love it oh i know so yeah they they fly into this they're like oh no no medical station but bunch of fucking vulture droids and then they get shot the fuck down well hold on before they get shot oh, down wait oh no there's a whole sequence i love this entire sequence i i i <laughs> it's yeah and it starts so who 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 makes a helpful statement in this situation before they get shot down who who says something that's reassuring yeah. and supportive and loving okay and, okay hmm? but ahsoka was just as bad okay <laughs> it wasn't just obi-wan this time ahsoka was like how come every time you fly we crash it's not my fault it's the ship it's the ship he blames the ship and and obi-wan's just like yeah no obi-wan was was bitching the whole time the whole time i'm with he's the worst backseat driver in this case he literally is the backseat driver (laughs) (laughs) here's the thing i agree okay obi-wan kenobi nobody's ever gonna hire him to be a cheerleader he is not a motivational speaker unless you are motivated by hating your motivational speaker maybe i I get it i get it and i love him no less in fact i love him more so (sighs) 
you pointing out how unhelpful he is does nothing to diminish my adoration <laughs> of this character. Anyway, so he's an unhelpful prick, and <laughs> they, they... <laughs> well, I guess we know what happens to the medical station. Okay, thanks, yeah. everyone. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, Obi-Wan. This is super great. And they, they end up coming in for a screaming crash landing, but not even a landing, uh, on Felucia. And they have to eject. And how much fun do these eject pods look like they would be? Oh, they look like I would be throwing up multiple times inside. Have you ever been in one of those like <laughs> ge- geometric rolling things that they sometimes have at malls and stuff? No, and that's probably why I think this would be fun. Yeah, it's not fun. Like... <laughs> The one time they get, they get ejected in like these big like inflatable boingy boingy like pods. Uh, they're called survival pods, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, they do. Uh, they also make multiple appearances in comics <laughs> because uh, apparently Mace Windu has a tendency of being shot down. <laughs> uh, he's got to have some flaws. Damn it. <laughs> he's a really great fighter. Not so yeah. much. Not so much a star pilot. You know, Le- star lean pilot. into your strengths, Mace. Yeah. Don't feel bad. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, so these are survival pods. They are uh, actually an experimental uh, method of sh- <laughs> of ships. They can actually enter atmosphere. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, because they had to eject after they were already in atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But these pods, you could actually like eject in space and and. Yeah, the, the yeah. The idea, the idea being, a lot of a lot of you know combat fights and such, they happen just above atmosphere of most planets. So if mm-hmm. you're going to get ejected, you're going to get dragged uh, into a gravitational pull of, of right. the nearest planet. And so these and it would things be nice can survive. Yeah, it'd be nice if you survive. But that fall is going to suck. because yeah. <laughs> it happens at terminal velocity. Uh huh. So. They they hop out of their pods, and my favorite conversation in all of Clone Wars happens. Oh, no. <laughs> Where Obi-Wan and Anakin are just bitching at each other. And uh, Obi-Wan's like, okay, well, which way do we go? And Anakin's like, why do you even ask for my opinion? You never do things my way. We crashed the ship your way. Very funny. I see your sense of humor survived the landing. It's about the only thing. Oh my god. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're the oh my god, That whole conversation is like a hug for my soul. I love it. And the whole time Ahsoka's just rolling her eyes. Like, she god. yeah, she she lets them finish. Uh, that she I, has, I hate it when the dads fight. God. She has learned that if she says anything in this instance, it's just gonna add ten minutes to whatever bitch fest they're having. Yeah, just let it run its course. Yeah. You really just you, there's no interrupting them. They've got momentum. Just let it go. Just fuck. So now they're stranded on Felucia. They need to find some way to get off the planet um, because like their ship blew up. So I assume that they're assuming the separatists, the vulture droids are going to report back that they were destroyed. Mm-hmm. So, but maybe, yeah. maybe not. They don't know. So they need to find some way to get off of this planet. Ahsoka spots some smoke in the distance and they start making their way that way. And that's when they see the... They find the most adorable farm village in the galaxy. It's so cute. I love it is all... A, it's- precious like i want them to open a like a, a little bed and breakfast so i can go and i don't know help with the nicillin harvest or something yeah yeah so do you know about nicillin um all i was able to find is that it is the main agricultural export of the planet of felucia and it's apparently valuable as fuck yeah it's uh you can extract uh substances out of it to make uh bacta tanks oh well, mm-hmm. that's a little important, particularly for a galaxy at war. Uh-huh. So it's extremely valuable, yeah. uh, which was a bit weird because uh, throughout this episode, like, they kind of can't decide how valuable. At some point, like, the farmers are like, 
you know, we have to, we, we are humble farmers. We sell nicillin, but they, it's one of the most expensive crops in the galaxy. So how can you be humble farmers? Because they're just the labor. So like gold is really uh, valued and expensive. Diamonds are really valued and expensive. But do you think the people pulling them out of the earth are making money? I mean, isn't that the point of farming so you can make money? Well, yeah, probably. But if maybe if the Commerce Guild didn't run your planet. Oh, God damn it. You know, they no, there's, there's no way that these guys are making or seeing the ridiculous profits that come from selling this stuff. The like, it, it looks don't, don't get me. Don't get me into the financial inequities of the agricultural complex. Holy shit. I have recently become obsessed with this. And really? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I listened to a podcast. This is terrible. I listened to a podcast about chicken farmers and mm-hmm. like it is a protection racket and big chicken is evil. Big chicken. <laughs> big chicken. So, so we have big nicillin is is what's keeping these these farmers at barely subsistence, right? To the point where if they are being menaced by some kind of brigands who might want to extort them, that they are in very real um, ruin danger of ruin because of it. Wow. I yeah. You know. I okay. Obnoxious Californian statement incoming. So, hey. like, I buy direct from a farmer's. Good. Yeah. Good, yeah. Which, by the way, it's worth it. Um, if y'all have never... So, uh, so, this is not Star Wars related, but this is more food related. <laughs> y'all, if sidebar. you... Food, uh, food sidebar. Yeah, I used to make fun of organic food and people who would, like, go to, like, farms and buy direct. And all. Mm-hmm. I always... I always found it pretentious because I'm like, a tomato at HEB is 10 cents and at Whole Foods, organic, it's $3. That makes no sense to me. And then I started cooking a lot more. It makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. Like, like tomato sauces are so good when the tomatoes are like actually grown out of the ground and not some, not from some factory and they haven't sat in storage for months, you know? Yeah, like there's a reason I am gnashing my teeth at the fucking Texas weather right now because I want to plant my goddamn garden. I mm-hmm. want my tomatoes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because tomatoes, homegrown tomatoes, holy shit. Anyway, oh, sidebar. So yeah. raining it back in, getting back to these farmers. We actually haven't met them yet. It is an apparently abandoned village. Mm-hmm. And they're poking around. They're trying to find stuff. They look in the barn, as per Anakin's suggestion, which you alluded to. And then they find a highly unusual ship for a group of farmers parked in this barn. Mm -hmm. And did you recognize this ship? I did not. It looks a lot like like an earlier design of the Razorcrest. Really? Like a lot. I never made that like, connection. If the razor, if the razor crest was a little like stockier mm-hmm. and a, a little, a little like lower to the ground, it would look like this ship. Huh? Yeah. I I didn't notice. Go that. back and That's, look, baby. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to go back and look now. I have to watch this episode for the fourth time. Oh no, <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> so they find the ship and they're poking around. Here's the thing: like you can hide all you want from regular people, you cannot hide from Jedi. Nope. Or, or Sith, but yeah. Well, yeah. You can't hide from somebody who can use the Force because they can sense your stupid ass in the Force. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, they, they finally head into a, uh, a home. Uh, did you... So, uh, another obnoxious California statement incoming. <laughs> I noticed that there were no wheelchair ramps anywhere. 
<laughs> I imagine if any of the members of this particular little farming village uh, had need of mobility assistance, there would be ramps. But this is not a public place, so no, there's no accessibility. Yeah, like there, uh, the first shot inside of the interior of the home, there is a ladder to the right that's very narrow, and I'm like, I am not... I am not taking a ladder to go up to my bedroom. <laughs> More importantly, I am not rolling out of bed before caffeine and going down a ladder. I will well, die. <laughs> then it's a good thing that you're not a Felucian, because I, the Felucians who live here seem to be very comfortable with this particular interior design. Apparently. <laughs> they're also littler than you. True. They're 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 whittle, and they're so sweet. I they're love cute, their faces. They're adorable. I just okay. oh my god. They're so much cuter and more likable than the lemur people, the Lermans. You remember them? Aww. We keep encountering, uh, you know, locals who are supposed to be adorable and likable, but they keep upgrading because, like, the Felucians, so much more likable than the Lermans. Well, yeah. Though I would rather a pet Lerman than a Felucian. You, know. you cannot have a pet sentient being. I can have a boyfriend pet sentient being, though, can I? One of my, one no, of my many. You're correct. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. You're right. <laughs> you know. You, you want to some... wait? You want to date a Lerman? No, I just because that sounds like that's where you're going with that. Dating such a strong word. Uh, you know. Yeah. So Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> so Anakin. So Anakin and Soka are in their, their house, look, looking around. They're all, oh, it's abandoned. And Anakin's like, nope, I see a hatch. Mm-hmm. And he opens the hatch with the Force. Thanks for remembering you have the Force, Anakin, this episode. Isn't that cute? Every yeah. now and then. And there are uh, a small group of Illusion farmers that look scared because <laughs> they see right? Anakin. Which, by the way, is the correct emotional response that, when you see yes. Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> when you see Anakin Skywalker, go ahead and maintain that fear level. Go yep. ahead and stay anxious. It will keep you alive. Lord have mercy. So yeah, they see, they find the Felucian farmers, but they also find a group of bounty hunters. I love them so much. Okay, so there's a lot, and I just want to go, do you mind, should we just like run down yeah. the characters real quick? Okay, so there's a group, there's a total of four bounty hunters already on site. And they have uh, been, we discover through conversation, uh, that they have been hired by the Felucians to protect them from some pirates. So the leader of the group is, is it Sugi? Uh, Sugi. Sugi. Um, she is voiced by Anna Graves. Uh, she does a lot of voices for Clone Wars. We'll be hearing from her a lot, particularly this season. She's also a voice of another one of the bounty hunters. So she's doing two characters this episode. Wow. Um, right. Uh, Sugi is a Zabrak female. Uh, Zabraks, we've encountered them before. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a little a little sweetheart by the name of Darth Maul uh, is a Zabrak. Uh, they are a near-human carnivorous species noted for their cranial horns, two hearts, and facial tattoos that symbolize tribe, affiliation, general coolness, or the fact that you're evil as fuck. In the case of Darth Maul. Yay! Yay! <laughs> they are native to a planet called Iridonia, though uh, an offshoot group of them settled on Dathomir and got real weird, and we will deal with them later mm-hmm. in like future episodes. But yeah, they got fucking weird. Iridonians, Zabrak, are known for their fierce independence and resistance to being bossed around by anybody, anywhere, anytime, ever. So Suki's got a bit of an attitude problem with the Jedi. What do you want, Jedi? Anna Grace also voices Rumi Paramita, who is a female Frank. They are a tall humanoid reptilian species, which for some fucking inexplicable reason, this one, because she's female, has boobs. 
Oh, my God. And we have talked before about how boobs on a reptilian Ah. alien species is totally inappropriate. Because they're memory glands. They are for mammals. But, but, but Stephanie, how will we tell if they're a woman if they don't have large, bountiful breasts? She's pink, too. (laughs) We don't need to double down. I hate it. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. I fucking hate it. Anyway, uh, next in the lineup is Serapis. Yay. Uh, Serapis is voiced by Greg Baldwin. You have heard the voice of Greg Baldwin before. How? Where have I heard Greg Baldwin? Is he a Baldwin brother? No. Okay. Uh, no relation. Thank God. Um, <laughs> in Fallout 4, he is the voice of Proctor Tegan. In Samurai Jack, he's the voice of Aku. Ah! And in Avatar The Last Airbender, he's Uncle Iroh. This tea is nothing more than hot leaf juice. Uncle, that's what all tea is. How could a member of my own family say something so horrible? Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, my favorite, so my much. favorite character of all time. Aww. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I need to rewatch okay. that, by the way. Anyway. Oh my god, it's totally worth worth a rewatch. It holds up. It's so good. Lucas recently rewatched all of Avatar because he wanted to watch Legend of Korra, and he started Legend of Korra and was confused. So he stopped Korra and went back and watched all of Avatar. Yeah, people who say you can watch Legend of Korra without watching Avatar, I'm like, uh, no. I no, mean, no, no. You can, you, but your no, experience no. will be more shallow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just say it. Okay, so Serapis is a, we see him, he's like in a mech suit. Well, mm-hmm. we don't know it's a mech suit. He looks like a mech. Yeah. And he's like all armored and making fun of Ahsoka for being little. We don't count you, Nihai. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but we find out later uh, that he's just a little dude driving a mech suit and he is a male Sori. They're little. Uh, some of them choose to wear the mech suits to make themselves about average humanoid size. Uh, some don't. And they refer to themselves as being pure organic because oh, they eschew God. the suits. Um, as far as Serapis's name, I have a theory. Okay. Would you like to hear my theory? Go ahead. I believe it is Serapis as in carapace, which is the protective outer shell on turtles oh and crustaceans. Oh my god, fucking Star Wars. And so that's why he's wearing, because he's wearing this protective outer shell. So oh my god. Star Wars names. As Star Wars names go, though, this one is much more clever than yeah. what they usually do. At least it's not, I'm a gun die. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like... Getting uh, a little more subtle. He reminds me of that one character in Men in Black. Yes. You know. Yes, absolutely. Um, do you know? Do you want to know also, how old Men in Black is? By the way, shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, that's how old it is. Um, also, if you look very closely, when we do later see Serapis outside of his mech suit, um, he has a lot of patches on his flight suit, mm-hmm. and one of those patches is. I'm sending you a picture right now. Look at his right forearm. That patch, are you looking? I'm loading. Oh my god. Um, Stephanie, in order for me to... Oh my god! On his right forearm, there is a Star Wars fan club patch. It is in the shape of Darth Vader's helmet. (laughs) Oh my god, that's fucking hilarious. (laughs) Just a, a teeny tiny, barely visible Easter egg. But we saw you. We saw it. It's there. Yeah, what I was going to say is in, in order for me to fully engage you in conversation, I have all distractions closed, including uh, browser windows that do not pertain to Star Wars. 
Well, I appreciate I know. And also, but you have to keep something open because sometimes I send you pictures. That's the only one I've got for this episode. So you can close it now. All attention back on me now. Back on me. All right. There is one more bounty hunter. His name is Embo. Yay. Embo's my favorite. And Embo is voiced by Dave Filoni. (laughs) Is this the first character he voices? Yeah, I think so. In Clone Wars, yeah. This is mm-hmm. the first one. I think it will hear from him again in Rebels. But for oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> for for but chaos I think and this is, yeah. I think this is the only character he voices in Clone Wars, but we'll see as we go along. Uh the reason he's the voice of Embo is because he was trying to develop a language for Embo. Um, because Embo's not speaking basic. Yeah. And in like tinkering around and experimenting and stuff, one of his editors, Nick Anastasio, is French. And his kid hold on one second. My fucking neighbor has a leaf blower. Are you hearing this? Nope. Good. Maybe it won't come through on the mic. Fucking God! Anyway, uh, so Nick Anastasio uh, is French, and his kid would come visit him in the office, and so he had a bunch of um, kids' Smurf books in French in the office. And so Dave Filoni picked up one of these books about the Smurfs in French and started deliberately reading it badly because <laughs> he doesn't speak French. And that became Embo's language. Embo's language is Dave Filoni not speaking French correctly about the Smurfs. Un piquet, separé. That is amazing. And that's why it sounds so fucking cool. <laughs> so... Uh, as far as Embo himself, he is a male Cuso. They are humanoids from an outer rim planet called Fatrong, <laughs> and <laughs> which is fun to say. Yes. Fatrong. Uh, that planet has a particularly heavy gravity. So all the Cuso that grew up on that planet have evolved the kind of muscle and reflexes that work for a planet with really heavy gravity. So when they get into regular gravity, they seem extra strong and extra fast. So Amazing. that's why Embo is such a badass in this episode. Um, yeah, Embo and Suji we see later in Star mm. Wars, yes, I believe. Yes, we will see them again. Uh, Embo in particular has an extremely long, uh, story. Uh, I would, if, if y'all are in, uh, there, like, he does a lot of shit all the way up to the Battle of Jakku, uh, so. That's amazing, because yeah. bounty hunters are the coolest people in the galaxy far, far away. Yeah, and they also die. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot to mention, uh, Embo is wearing a, a wide-brimmed hat. Mm-hmm. But it's not like a cowboy hat like we just saw on My Boyfriend Cad Bane, but it is actually a Cuso War helmet. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, it's got a big old wide brim. Those things are immune to blaster fire. I love it. They can be used as shields, as weapons, or just to keep the rain off your head. It's very Captain America-esque. Right, yes, exactly. Yeah. And uh, this character was actually supposed to die this episode, but... The, the the production crew loved his action sequences so much, they basically begged Filoni to please let him live. So they had to reshoot the entire last sequence with Embo to have him survive and not die. <laughs> so, uh-huh. uh, but it was worth it. I believe uh, Embo, Embo is the only one that's able to retire alive, according to Star Wars canon. Uh, according to these notes, after the Battle of Jakku, mm. which is in 40 years... Or sixty wow. years. I don't. I don't remember how much time is left in Clone Wars. Uh, after the Battle of Jakku, Embo received funding from the New Republic, but when it ran out, he lived as a farmer on Fallujah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because he was there before and he liked it. 
Yeah, I like to and think he so just showed pretty. up to the, the village, killed everybody, and took over the crop. Anyway, no, I anyway, like to think anyway. he came back to that village and was like, hi guys, can I in French talk about Smurfs and live here now? <laughs> and the Felucians were like, yeah, actually, we, we really like you. Um, speaking of the Felucians, real quick, um, the leader of the Felucians is uh, Cassis, mm-hmm. and he is voiced by Greg Baldwin, again. Dang. Uh, so, yeah, he's everywhere. And... The the way that Cassis speaks is inspired by Mako, the actor Mako. He has mm. a very distinctive cadence of speech. Um, the wizard from Conan the Barbarian. Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That guy. I love him. It's so great. And so, like, it's, it's this wonderful little extra... Asian adjacent continuing the homage to Kurosawa that is this episode. Mm-hmm. And there are other people, uh, other villagers, this one named Delani, who's a pain in the ass, and he's voiced by Stephen Stanton. We'll hear from him again later in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's just, thank you for putting up with that entire ramble I had to do. There's a lot of new characters this episode. Yeah, and a lot of, yeah, from a production standpoint, this episode feels very expensive. <laughs> yeah, because there's so many. Yeah. Don't worry, they cut costs when the weak ways show up, because that's just a copy-paste. <laughs> 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 that is true. It's just a bunch of dude we quay, and they all look alike. <laughs> yeah, well, most of them. Uh, yeah, so so Cassus is all excited because now they're a Jedi, and now he's like, right. surely, surely we can stand up to these pirates. So the Jedi are like pirates <laughs> mm-hmm. because four bounty hunters plus three Jedi equals a big fucking army. Seven samurai. Ah, uh, why uh, have I? Why am I just now making that connection? Because you're so pretty. I am pretty. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? I love you. <laughs> I, I can't live anymore. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I can't finish this episode, so you're going to need to stick around. Oh, damn it. I'm so I'm almost out of material, bitch. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, so Kat, so the seven samurai come together, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, so Cassius is all excited, but uh, fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Okay. Not helpful. He's not helpful because he makes a valid point. He says that, so the Cassus is like, hey, Jedi, you can join up with these bounty hunters and protect us from these pirates. And Obi-Wan's like, actually, we we really can't do that. Uh, For one thing, we are members of the Republican, Republican? Oh. Wow. Wow. Wash your mouth out with soap. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) I will flagellate myself later um, that's hot. anyway okay. uh he says no we can't stay because we are members of the republic army we have to report back we got to get off this planet and also if we stay here too long we will attract separatist attention to this village mm-hmm. and they are uh more likely to survive dealing with pirates than they are to survive dealing with separatists so which is true we're, we're actually a danger to them and you know what Anakin doesn't argue that because Anakin remembers the Lermans. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, <laughs> like, huh. But wonderful, glorious Ahsoka Tano is like, fuck y'all, we're helping them. <laughs> <laughs> right. And Anakin's like, I mean, we could train them. Yep. Because that's what it what they did in the movie that we're copying. So yep. that's what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. So unhelpful Obi Wan, uh, Anakin, and Ahsoka have to figure out 
what to do next. But before they're able to figure out what to do next, they discover who the pirates are. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They are Weequay pirates. And if that wasn't enough of a hint for you, who, who appears? Hondo Odaka, my boyfriend. God, I just want to like sit down and have a beer with him, right? Ugh. Uh, as long as I don't have any of my valuables on me, yes. Yeah, because it turns out, like, you know, we've met Hondo before with the with the whole shenanigans going on with um, with Dooku, and and that whole thing, and it was great. And he seemed like like the fun loving, you know, sense of honor pirate. But we're reminded in this episode pirate pirate he's still a pirate yeah he's a pirate he will in fact threaten violence to extort helpless farmers yep to make a profit yep so yeah yeah (laughs) but he's so happy to see obi-wan kenobi skywalker i can't believe you came all this way to see me oh my god (laughs) obi-wan is not (laughs) we are friends and obi-wan's like fuck but (laughs) we go way back you accuse Obi-Wan of being unhelpful. I would like to point out, Obi-Wan tried here. He was like, Hondo, okay, we've, we've got a rapport. I can deal with this guy. And he offers, hey, Hondo, how about instead of extorting these farmers, you give me and, uh, and Anakin and Ahsoka a ride back to Republic space, and I will pay you much more than you would make trying to extort these people. Like, he's trying to buy Hondo off from doing this. But your Republic credits are no good here. Exactly. <laughs> what Obi Wan? You really need a different currency, Mabu. This yeah, isn't working. I mean, ha- at some point, like maybe during a Jedi Council meeting, Obi Wan or somebody should be like, "So we get into a situation. It's happened to me twice, <laughs> where we need money, and this money that you give us is no good. Yeah, so Republic credits are shit, guys. Yeah. We we need yeah. drugs." <laughs> Uh, or it, whatever whatever the Star Wars equivalent of gold plus Latin, press platinum is. Well, seriously, this is like a futuristic setting, right? So theoretically, how about we just go down to the lobby or to the airport, talk to the air, <laughs> currency exchange teller, and just right. switch it out. Just switch it out. Right. But fucking, that's the thing, though, is... Jedi don't think of these things, right? Because they're like, they're samurai, they're monks, like material possessions and, and all that shit. And particularly the ones that have grown up in the temple where their every material need was met. You know, they don't, mm-hmm. they don't think of this shit. But like, maybe we can start to learn and start carrying some cash, guys. I, I don't know. He doesn't it. even have credits on him. No. Hondo would have to trust that they would get paid when they got to their destination. Mm-hmm. So Hondo, shockingly, not down with that option. No. The, the pirate who breaks laws all the time does not want to go into the heart of Republic space <laughs> <laughs> to drop off the Jedi at their headquarters. No. The, the pirate who's probably got an open warrant on him <clears throat> for holding these two particular Jedi hostage at one point. Maybe he doesn't want to just wander into a Republic station. <laughs> and, uh, and oh yeah, there may be a Sith Lord still a little bitter about the fact that Hondo kidnapped <laughs> <laughs> his right. apprentice. Yeah, and yeah, just little things. In general, no, no, no. he's not going to go for that plan. Yeah. But thanks for playing, Obi Wan. Appreciate you. <laughs> he does try. Yeah, yeah. A so bit. so Hondo doesn't go for that, and he's all, "Oh Jedi, if you don't stand aside, I'm going to kill you." Mm-hmm. And then Hondo tries to buy off the bounty hunters, but this is where, like, you're reminded, "Oh yeah, bounty hunters have a weird code of their own, right. where 
once they make a deal, they're not going to break it. If they break it, they develop a really bad reputation of being unreliable, mm -hmm. and that is going to cut into their future business uh, potential. Right. So Sugi and her group have been contracted by these farmers. They're not going to break that contract. And Hondo, the pirate, does not understand that. How much are they paying you? Ba -ba -ba -ba. Does not matter. Whatever it is, I will double it. And all you have to do to earn it is uh, step aside. We don't break deals. Different codes of honor here. Different codes of honor, yeah. Absolutely. So then Honda's like, okay, you guys need to harvest this nicillum or we're going to come back and kick all your asses. Okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, I believe that is when Hondo says one of my favorite lines in the episode. Which is? Sorry, <laughs> my brain glitched out there for a second. Uh, where he's talking, they're talking about like, what are your chances because these are Jedi? And he's like, well, you know what I always say? Speak softly and drive a big tank. <laughs> because he has a tank. He's learned. Yeah. He has, he's learned. And we will see that uh, throughout this episode that he has changed some of his tactics and his armaments because of having dealt with Force users before. But he still has that stupid... Uh, ufo ship thing i uh, did he i didn't see it well yeah no it's it's in the background in fact mm. uh if with the with the angle the shot they decided when he was doing that line the the ramp to the ship is mm -hmm. really fucking long yeah no it's stupid it's a ridiculous design and i hate it i hate that it exists in star wars yeah it's i'm I, I mean i'm thinking there, that has got to be an escalator because you're not going to walk up that entire staircase <laughs> the whole time anyway it's too far oh also hondo has a new uh monkey lizard oh what happened to the last uh, one i don't know but this one is credited uh, because it's voiced by matt lanter aka anakin um <laughs> uh this one is just credited as muck muck monkey so oh maybe because the last one was pilf muck muck this might be pick muck muck pilf's brother that's what my theory. The I'm going with that. Okay. 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 <laughs> this is very serious. We need to trace the, the genealogy of the Kowakian monkey lizards in Hondo's crew. No. Make a research, Heather. Dig into it. I'm going to. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Right on it. <laughs> yeah. Any hoodle. Anyway, so pirates leave. Obi-Wan is all, so we need a plan. And mm -hmm. he has that cool, I, I, I really want that for my game, gaming table, the hologram that lays out the whole village. Yeah. That's yeah, so that's cool. That's really cool. Anyway, so Obi-Wan decides that for whatever reason, they're only going to come in at two uh, in two sides, even though right. they could come in at all sides. I don't know Just why it has to be two sides. Because but... the plot said. Okay. The plot said. Right. I'm fine with that. Um, and then Delani gets all bitchy. And is like, there's not enough people. You, you people aren't going to do it. You aren't successful. Right. He's like, don't train us to fight. Just fight for us. And Obi-Wan's like, if we do that, we leave. And the next group of pirates that comes along is going to kick your ass. Yeah. And so how about you just shut up and learn how to train? Now, my favorite thing about this scene is that Obi-Wan looks visibly frustrated. Yeah. And, and I think the first time I saw this episode, I literally screamed at the TV. It's like looking into a mirror, isn't it, Obi-Wan? Isn't it? Huh? Huh? How do you like that? Huh? Huh? Dick. Anyway. so <laughs> You love him. I know. You would not kick him out of bed for eating crackers and you know it. Uh, fuck no. But I'm a slut, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Anakin... So, uh, next scene, Anakin is getting ready. This is my favorite part of the whole episode. Uh-huh. Anakin is getting ready to train the villagers, and he's like, all right, everybody get in, <laughs> get in formation. And the and farmers are like, huh? 
All right, everyone, form up. Um, divide into rows of five. <laughs> and it's like they haven't seen the Beyonce <sighs> video. They don't know what that means. I know, right? <laughs> That's gonna be stuck in my head now. Uh, yeah. So he's like, get in line of five and five. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. It's like, oh, we got to go basic basics with this. Lord. So while Anakin is training them and demonstrating to them that your farming implements are actually weapons, guys. You they have are a not pointy weapons. stick. They are, they are not as good as a lightsaber. Yeah. Well, no. If you judge every weapon in the galaxy against a lightsaber as to whether or not it counts as a weapon, then they're all going to suck. I think blaster rifles are awesome. They're not better than a lightsaber. Mm, depends on who's holding it. I'm just saying, give the pointy stick a chance because right. it actually does work. They use it, it to straight yeah. murder a dude later. Yeah, they do. Um, <laughs> so while Anakin is training up the villagers uh, with their pointy sticks, um, Sugi is overseeing like the finishing of the harvest. And did you notice when the villagers were carrying like their harvested nicillum, it was like in Minecraft blocks? Yeah, green uh, Minecraft blocks. Uh, uh, like what? My friend was quick to point out that that's not dissimilar from how some, you know, we're talking about large farm production companies. You know how marijuana is starting to get mass produced? Right. They're starting, like, they in, in those factories, because that's what they are, uh, they are starting to get bunched up like that. Well, yeah, but that's with machinery. Right. These are just, like, five dudes with sticks, the only ones who aren't training right then. Well, no, they they have that machine. Like it's it's very quick at the very beginning of that scene where Anakin's getting ready to train them. Uh, but there's a thing. Uh, there's a large circular thing going over oh, yeah? the the uh, crop, and it's shitting out those. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I totally <laughs> missed that. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I forgive the Minecraft blocks then. Yeah, yeah. But it was weird to see. It it, um, it was jarring. It was jarring. so. So Obi-Wan's like, Sugi, are you sure you're not just planning on stealing all of their Nicillum? And she's like, you don't know me like that. I worry that you care more for the safety of the Sillum than you do for the safety of the villagers. You think I'm only worried about my profit. Is that it? The thought had crossed my mind. So, in your mind, I'm just like any other pirate. <laughs> and you need to back off, Master Jedi. So, and so, like, I kind of ship it. (laughs) I think that they should hate bang it out behind the barn. I'm just saying. Oh, sure. Sure. But that's absolutely that's beside the point. (laughs) No, I think that is the point. Like, where's my fanfic for this? I'm sure if it doesn't exist, you're going to write it later. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, probably. Anyway. Uh, so then, you know, they, they've got their training montage going on They're They're harvesting, they're getting everything ready and setting up their strategery. But then, oh no, a scout. Yep. Yeah. The, a scout shows up. He's checking out to see what they're doing. And then they're all like, shit, we can't let him go back. Uh, so there is a badass act- action sequence. So I think this cool. is, this is where you get to see, uh, Embo do his cool hat trick where he, oh my God. like, triple flips and blocks all this laser fire in the air, then lands and continues blocking laser fire. And he just charges right towards him. And I was like, holy he shit. He just murders the shit out of this guy. Yeah. I mean, and it was super cool. Bounty hunters are the coolest people in the galaxy. Oh my god. Yeah. And uh, it was awesome. Unfortunately, uh, because the scout didn't report back, Hondo's right. like, well, it's time. 
<laughs> well, and it's they. <laughs> it was such a cute sequence because it's like, okay, Embo snaps the dude's neck, and then they're like, oh well, as soon as that guy doesn't report back, Hondo's gonna know. Cut to somebody whispering in Hondo's ear, "Hey, the scout didn't report back." <laughs> very on the nose (laughs) and hondo was like all right and then we are going and then we are going yeah yes (laughs) and so the assault on the village begins and hondo sure does bring a big tank sure does yep yep and uh kind of a badass fighter you know yeah he holds his own he goes he goes toe-to-toe with anakin Anakin. yeah because he's got what are those staffs called I the thingy where they that's got the like the glowy on either end. It's for fighting people with lightsabers. I don't know what they're called, but I know what they are. I mean, like I've obviously you know the uh, Gri- Grievous's droids have them right. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I don't know what they're called. So somewhere in between having dealt with not one, not two, but three Force users and not coming out on top of that situation, Hondo has picked up a weapon to use to counteract lightsabers mm-hmm. because he's a smarty pants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He needed it. And he he actually really held his own on that one. I was very proud of him. Yeah. Still not enough though. Uh, no, it wasn't. It his wasn't. his uh his pet helped at at, yes. few, at a few points. I laughed my ass off at seeing Darth fucking Vader having to shake his leg to try and get a monkey lizard off of his boot. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Oh, Invader will, uh, in the comics, there's an interesting scene where there's those little thing getting up on him, but, you know, he just force, this time he just force chokes him, you know. Oh, okay, well, there you go. Yeah, he just crushes him go. with the force, yeah. So they're fighting, everybody's fighting on the ground in the village. Obi-Wan is just snatching speeders out of the air with the force and slamming them. Of course. Because, because he can. I'm glad in this episode everybody remembered they had the force. Right? Lord. Huh. Oh. Um, we do have one casualty uh, throughout all this fight. Uh, what's her name? Let me ask, scroll up. She was very what? briefly Rumi, Rumi Paramita. Yeah. She dies during the fight. Embo gets injured, but because he was beloved uh, by the production crew, he survives. Yeah. Thank God. I love Embo's my favorite of the four. He's so, so cool, and he's going to remain cool. We yeah. will see him later, and he's just a badass. Uh, I love bounty hunters. Um, and then uh, Anakin and Hondo are fighting, and oh no, Hondo is is forced over a ledge and is clinging to the edge of a cliff. And he begs for mercy, and Anakin actually helps him. Aww. He helps him up. Yeah. Yeah. Zero red flags this episode. Yeah, I know. There were yeah. zero. I mean, there was plenty of Obi-Wan being an asshole flags. Those are That's just the whole episode. Well, he's breathing, right. so that's what's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> you can tell he's being an asshole because his lips are moving. Yeah. Uh, oh, you can do it without saying a word, too. Uh, one of my other favorite lines is right after this, when Hondo is saved and he like kind of dusts himself off and he's like, I'm leaving. This effort is no longer profitable. And that's like the biggest insult he can throw on an entire situation. I know. Is that it's not profitable anymore. Yeah. So he's out. After all his men are killed, he's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, the ones who the ones who weren't killed, a sec- the second they saw that Hondo was hanging off of a ledge, they were like, uh, bye. Yeah. <laughs> they just left. Well, they're pirates. <laughs> what are you going to do? They are. They are, in fact, pirates. Um, and so then uh, the battle is over. The villagers have been taught how to stand up for themselves. And the bounty hunters have made friends with some Jedi, and they offer them a lift off the planet. Yay. Oh, it's a really... <sighs> I just really liked this episode. I love it. I love this episode a lot. It's so fun. I guess I just really like the Seven Samurai. 
Uh, <laughs> and I just like that plot. And I love it when it's done well. And this was done really well. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to, you know, Seven Samurai, I I watched that in film in film class in mm-hmm. high school. Like, it's... it's oh, it's it, so long. It's so long. But mm-hmm. it's, one of, it's one of the more legendary films. I mean, it's still... It's still being replicated to this day. The, the idea, yeah. the concept, and I know that, like, you know, in book, in, in especially in Japanese history and um, some elements of Chinese history, that same type of story is retold uh, in literature over and over and over again. We it's, love this story. Yeah, it's in and uh, Akira Kurosawa perfected it and mm-hmm. made. Uh, if you haven't seen Seven Samurai, y'all, you need to see it. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's oh. just a, like a vital part of. Uh, media consumption education yeah and then maybe if you do see it you won't say stupid shit on the internet like clone wars ripped off the mandalorian <sighs> people man and so what oh. like they're it, anyway 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 um so yeah uh hey we love this episode it was so good this is actually i think another one of those episodes that's a really good like ambassador for the series mm-hmm. like if you have somebody in your life who says they like star wars but they've never watched clone wars because they don't want to watch a fucking cartoon or something show them this episode yeah animation's great too uh yeah. uh no mistakes made i yeah i what i second what you say absolutely it's so good it's so good i enjoyed <laughs> the shit out of it do we have anything else for uh season two episode 17 bounty hunters no Excellent. One episode, and we we still talk for over still, an hour. I told you, it doesn't matter what we're talking about. We're gonna talk about it for an hour. Yeah. Um. So then, next time, following the chronicle chronological. Can't fucking wait. Wow. Okay. So I'll come in again. The chronological order of episodes. We have season two, episode eighteen and nineteen. The Zillow Beast. I love the Zillow Beast, and the Zillow Beast strikes back. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love these episodes. Um, so yeah, that's what we're going to be covering next time. And uh, it's going to be, oh, like I remember the first time I watched uh, through this whole series, I got to these episodes and I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. mistakes have been made. Yeah, Palpatine really, yeah, Palpatine really drops the ball. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what's so shocking. He's not, he doesn't drop the ball. Like, the whole overarching plot of Star Wars relies upon Palpatine being on top of his fucking game. And he is not these next two episodes. Oh, no. I can't wait to dive into it. It's going to be fucking yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is that it? That's it. Oh, my God. Holy this crap. Feel, I, just, I feel like we just flew through this. Okay, so I guess we're outroing. We are outroing, yes. Okay, okay. Uh, so, hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We super appreciate it. Uh, if you have any feedback or comments or you want to defend your undefensible position that Clone Wars ripped off the Mandalorian, please reach out to us on social media. We are on uh, Twitter and Instagram, Facebook and TikTok as at a dark side divas. That was awesome. Uh, you, can also, <laughs> you can also listen to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice, be it uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, whatever they're calling it now. I know I always make that joke, but they've literally changed their name four <laughs> times during this, uh, during the history of the show. So I make that joke. Uh, okay, but but basically, 
Where there is where there are podcasts, you can subscribe. Please subscribe. Please leave us a review. We really appreciate yes. it. Good or bad, we love reviews. We love the mm-hmm. attention. I'm an attention whore. <laughs> it is our life's blood. It's like fairy dust. It helps us fly. So yeah. if you could, please. I, and I love haters. Give me your hatred comments. Give me your bullshit, uh, <laughs> uh, your bullshit questions. All of it. Give it to me. Do you, do you have a childhood hero that you would like for me to shit on? Because apparently that's what I'm doing now. I know, if right? You listen to the Captain EO business. I know. You are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to destroy your heroes and compare them to my heroes, the sandwich artists. Anyway, um, yeah, I think that's it. Holy shit. I think we're done. Yeah, we're done. Thank you all. Oh, okay. Okay, bye. <laughs>